You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Now, if you're one of the Kiwis who thinks we didn't get enough out of the trade deal with the EU, you're not going to love the next bit. It also just happens to be the first trade deal that anyone's ever signed that allows the other side to punish us for failing to meet our climate targets. Stephen Jacoby is Executive Director of the New Zealand International Business Forum and is with us now. Hey, Stephen. Hi, Heather. How are you? Very well, thank you. Do you think the EU will ever punish us? Look, I think it is most unlikely that this will ever be able to be enforced. And, and you know, I, 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 I quite agree uh, with those who say this is an important political symbol. But, you know, a trade agreement is not the very good way, really, to try to get action on climate change. It's not to say it's not important. It's just to say that, uh, it's quite hard uh, to take that action of a, action under a trade agreement. And it's, it's because of this. The cost of not meeting uh, our Paris commitments, for example, is quite high. Something between, I don't know, 3 to $25 billion probably. Uh, that is far greater than the value of our total exports to the EU. And, and if it were the case that New Zealand was found wanting by the EU in some sort of way, you would have to work out what the, what the cost of that is. And it, it would mean cancelling the entire trade agreement. So frankly, I think it's a very complicated uh, thing to be able to work through. And the same goes the other way, by the way. Uh, if the EU doesn't meet its <laughs> Paris agreements, we could probably sue them as well. But think of what that would, uh, the value of that would be. Why is it in there then if they don't plan to use it? Well, it's because for the EU, it's an important signal about the importance of the Paris Agreement, not so much in relation to climate change commitments generally, not so much in relation to little old New Zealand, but uh, to other partners with which they want to negotiate. And that's why it's there. It was important to them. Uh, the government was willing to do it, certainly, you know, and, and it, at, at a political level, it sends a sort of message. But do we really need the EU NZEU trade agreement to, you know, communicate that we're really serious about the Paris Agreement? I think there's far more at stake than that. Um, is it possible, even if they might not intend to use it right now, and I really hope that that's the case, is it possible that because it's there, they may actually, it, it, it could be used by somebody? Well, you know, everything's possible in a trade agreement, isn't it? And yeah. uh, it's the, uh, these things are the art of the possible. It's certainly there and able to be used, but how likely is it to be able to be actioned and enforced? Stephen, uh, the only you... way you can enforce a, a commitment in a trade agreement is by getting approval to withdraw the commitments or the concessions yeah. that you have made, withdrawing tariff cuts, reversing tariff cuts. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, what, what would the punishment be? Would it be trade, like just adding those trade sanctions back on? Yes, it would be, it would be ultimately increasing tariffs. Would it would be, be fines? The, the, tariffs, the tariffs they've just taken off, they put back on yeah. again. So no fines? No fines. No, so basically, worst like case that. scenario, you end up where you are already right now. Well, you, that's probably quite right. And remember, the EU hasn't done a marvellous deal for us on dairy and beef, our largest exporters. Yeah. They've done a very good deal for us on a range of other things you've probably been talking about today, but um, not on dairy and beef. And that's where the big numbers come in. So they've actually weakened their ability to take action against us. <laughs> um, by the way, the feta thing. Are we going to have to change the name of feta? We're going to have to change the name to of feta. what? Well, to something else. 
uh, that doesn't sound like feta, by Soft the way. white cheese. Yeah, well, or some, some other name. But look, it, it, it's not just a matter of, it, it, you can't say feta, and you can't say anything that sounds like feta. Uh, there are these things called evocation rules that prevent that. And, you know, oh. that's one of the things New Zealand has had to give away in this FTA. And it's very unusual for us to give anything away. Uh, but I we mean, had to do that. Stephen, do you think and, we actually got a good deal? Or should we have done what the Aussies are doing and just held out? Well, you know, this is the judgment call that only the government can make because only they are sitting in the negotiation. And I'm sure their negotiators are telling them that this was the best deal that they could get. I mean, I personally might have preferred that they continue to negotiate for a while longer. Uh, but at the end of the day, the European Union is a very hard nut to crack mm. on agricultural issues. And if we want to get the we want to get those um, gains for a, a for us on you know kiwi fruit and honey and all those other things, you need to do the deal. But you're going to have to export a lot of honey and kiwi fruit to the European Union to make up for the lost opportunities uh, from dairy and from beef. And the consequence of this is that this agreement is going to be less useful for us in a trade diversification sort of sense, yeah, right. because the big numbers are still going to go to China. Absolutely. Stephen, thank you. Always appreciate your, your expertise. Stephen Jacoby, uh, New Zealand International Business Forum Executive Director. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.